Hello everybody, I'm a bit late today. Um, unfortunately having to deal with something um, relating to one of my stalkers. But I thought we could do a podcast where I explore um, my Toxic 22 checklist. Now, I thought I'd done a podcast on this, but I went through my list and I can't find it. I have done a couple of YouTube videos on it, one today and one probably about a year and a bit ago. Um, and what sort of inspired this, um, I actually recently did dig about and try and find my online copy of The Toxic 22 and found it a few few days ago. Somebody on Cora had asked, how do I know that I'm with a narcissist? You get asked this quite a lot. And, and rather than, I'm slightly different to the other experts. Um, I try to fo focus on the victim. I talk about the victim being the body of evidence and how when you're, when you're trying to work out if something has been abusive, um, if someone is in an abusive relationship, if a situation is toxic and abusive, I would look right at the person that says it is, right? Or thinks it is, or feels it is, or maybe is considering that it is. And I would be asking that person. I wouldn't be looking at the abuser. I'm not interested in them, right? I, I wouldn't be looking at the... Yes, I can. I could easily diagnose narcissists having a lifetime of experience of them. And if you're interested in my... Um, CV on my background. There's quite a lot of stuff on my um, information bit on this YouTube. There's, I've got a big bio on um, my book site on Amazon, and I have a big, I have lots of content on my www.thenarcissisthunter.co.uk. And I'm very free with information about myself. I, I talk a lot about offending history, offending behaviors, toxic relationships, my part in toxic relationships. Um, and and if you if you buy uh, my book, Dangerous Normal People, or my other book, The Forgivers Club, you absolutely, you, it, nobody's shining a lovely light on me on that. Um, I'm very much, these are the disgusting, terrible, awful things I did. This is the awful ways I behaved. This is how bad I, sl you know, how far I slid. Um, I don't, I'm the opposite of the perfect victim. And I pride myself on being open like that. Because when I talk to my coaching clients, they're not perfect victims either. And nobody, there's no such thing as a perfect victim. If you think you've got yourself a perfect victim, stood in a court of law, sat in a police station or sitting on their sofa wailing to police, you've got yourself a con artist. Because real human beings make mistakes, particularly when we are in abusive and toxic relationships, because that is what the abuser wants. And we're, 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 we're living a life of chaos um, out with our control so we'll try and control it and often by trying to control an abusive situation we will act out when we will do and say bad things and we'll make like I say make mistakes and we can get involved in antisocial behavior offending behavior even what's called reactive abuse abusive behavior towards our abuser a stalking all that sort of stuff so um the toxic 22 really explores negative behaviors thoughts and feelings um, around an individual who is already kind of not quite sure what the frick is going on. It's not a happy, happy relationship. Nobody asks me for the toxic 22. Or nobody buys dangerous normal people who's in a fantastic relationship, okay? Um, or maybe they're in a new one, but they've had one. You know, people buy dangerous normal people and they ask me for the toxic 22, which I can give for free, um, and I have done to a couple of thousand people, um, because they have already have concerns. They already have questions and worries. Things have already happened that they know really deep down or their friends are saying, that's abuse, right? Or that's toxic, or I think he's toxic. The toxic 22 really is for you 
to self-assess and finally conclude that the relationship you are in, and it can, by the way, the Toxic 22 can be used for colleagues and bosses and um, friends, although it is specifically for intimate relationships. But, you know, none of you is a daft. Well, there's a couple of you listen to this that are absolutely stupid because you listen to this, then you can go and slag it off on your fake blogs and your fake websites and your Twitter pages and your Quora pages. But that's fine. You're in the minority, by the way. Significant minority. I've had 17,000 listens on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and I've got like 1,200 people on my YouTube uh, subscribers, sorry, that's had nearly 60,000 views. <laughs> um, so the, the Toxic 22 is is just for you to go, right, okay, yeah. It's that, it's that, it's those collective sighs of relief, those oh, me too moments, that clarity. Um, it's the, the, the closure, the, 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 really, is that why that's happening? That's what the toxic 22 is. It's so that you can say, actually, yeah, I am having problems with my sleeping and my eating because of my narcissist. I am having problems with my memory loss and the brain fog, and I'm really struggling to remember things, and I've made mistakes with my housekeeping or my bills or appointments or work because of my narcissist. Um, I am finding I'm doing intimate things or other social things I wouldn't normally do because of this person, because of this person that could be a narcissist. It's all bringing, it's all linking the behaviours of the victim to the narcissist. It's not just, oh, I've had a bad week of sleep and eating this week. It's if you believe the reason why you are struggling with your eating too much, too little or disordered and struggling with your sleeping too much, too little or disordered because of this other person that is supposed to love you, yes, it's highly likely that they are at the very least a toxic person and it is very possible they are a narcissist. So the toxic 22 brings each question back to, are you behaving this way because of him or her? Are you thinking this way because of him or her? Are you doing these things because of him or her? And it's, it's about bringing it back to the link between the negative behaviours and the ways that you're feeling and the shit way that you're functioning back to the person that you're in a relationship with, okay? That's what the Toxic 22 does. There's only 22 on it because it sounds catchy, Toxic 22. Anybody that's been in marketing or is involved in marketing or has successes with marketing will know that how useful catchy labels are, catchy terms are. I didn't want to put to do, it's supposed to be a poster for like in toilet cubicles and charities and police stations and social work offices. And it's also just a little list that sits at the back of my book, Dangerous Normal People. So it's in Dangerous Normal People as well. So you get an added benefit of learning the 112 sort of red flags and pathologies behind them in narcissistic abuse. And then at the end, you just get, right, let's just tick off, are you really in an abusive relationship with a narcissist, the toxic 22? So it was to make dangerous normal people not just educational, but a resource, a go-to book for people with questions. It doesn't solve the narcissistic abuse. It doesn't solve all life's ails. I have never promoted dangerous normal people in such an extreme way. And if you hear or see anybody saying I have, please punch them in the face. That's a joke. Because um, I do have I do have a lot of humour. But if if um, there's any anybody using Toxic 22 and slagging it off, right, that person is delusional because I have never, ever, 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 
ever had anybody, whether they bought Dangerous Normal People or they had a free copy of it or they happened to see it on a website or they happened to see it in a, in a charity, never, ever, ever, ever had anybody say anything negative at all about it. Who would slag off a, a self-assessment tool for domestic abuse or relationship-based abuse? Who does that? What sort of person would decide to attack something that is free to use, that is unique, and that really genuinely helps people make a decision to go no contact or, or move on from all the questions and the lack of closure? It is a helpful, free tool. So if you see anybody or hear of anybody slagging it off, take pity on them. They are viciously insecure, incredibly jealous, a highly unpleasant person and deeply malignant. So uh, let's go through the toxic 22 questions. So what there is a red herring in there because you should always do that when you're in uh, research, especially psychology, just to make sure that the person completing the questionnaire is genuine. So that's just a little top tip there for anybody that's doing their PhD, although I'm not and probably never will. Um, so I'll read the toxic 22 questions from dangerous normal people and they are 99% identical as to how they are on the poster um, which if anybody wants a free copy I can send it to you my email address is on quite a few of my YouTube videos so it's away at page 251 of dangerous normal people so this is how I would speak to somebody who came to me and said I just something's not right things aren't right life isn't good the relationship isn't good I'm not happy but I need to know if this person, really, I should be leaving this person. Is this person a narcissist? Are they having narcissistic tendencies? Am I acting this way because this person's a narcissist? All those questions I get asked multiple times a day. Um, so number one, do you find yourself making your partner a priority over your own needs? It's a sign of codependency. It can be fawning. And if you're putting somebody above your needs, there are issues, right? That's just one. Number two, do you find yourself making your partner a priority over your children's needs? If you are putting somebody, okay, above the needs of your children, highly likely there are issues there because normal, healthy people in normal, healthy relationships don't do that. And the other person would not allow it. A healthy, normal partner would not allow you to neglect your children's emotional, physical, or mental health needs, or attendance at school, or their, their hygiene, a normal, healthy person. So that's a link there. That's just to say, if he's letting you leave their kids on their own while you race across town to sober him up, or clean him up, or clean his house, or tidy his house, he is a fucker, and you should believe in him. Number three, have you missed appointments or occasions when your partner has upset or hurt you? Big one. Have you str struggled to eat or sleep more than once a month? I would now actually change that to three or four times a month. So do you have, basically, do you generally have sleeping and eating problems or at both due to your partner's behaviors? Five, would you say the relationship is equal? Well, imagine that. Imagine expecting equality in a relationship. Um, would you say the relationship is equal in that your partner looks after you and shows you that he or she cares as much as you care for them? Now, that's a hint because you get a lot of narcissists that will say, I love you, I care for you, I respect you. And they'll say it, but they don't fucking show it, do they? Number six, has your income and or expenditure been affected by your partner's behavior? This is where we're getting into financial abuse. Seven, do you find that your life is up and down with emotional upsets more than it's quiet and calm? Classic narcissistic abuse relationship. 
Eight, does your partner have a series of broken relationships and a load of children uh, behind him or her that are negative with a lot of difficulty in the present affecting your relationship? Has the narcissist basically got hundreds of exes, psycho exes? Are you getting stalked and harassed by them? Are you having problems with them? Is he insisting on staying in communication with them? Are there problems with child contact, child maintenance? Is there fucking chaos around your narcissist and his or her exes? Nine, do you find yourself questioning your own perception and reality because your partner tells you that one thing is true, but you feel or know it's not? That's just gaslighting. And we all know narcissists, male, female, man, woman, a beast are gaslighters extraordinaire. 10. Do you find that you have to make excuses for your partner and that he or she says everyone else is to blame rather than they are? That's a sign that your partner isn't prepared to take any accountability. They are constantly deflecting and projecting, classic narcissist, <coughs> and that you're making excuses for them. You're covering up for them. You know, he gets absolutely pissed on a night out, tries to get off with your friend. Yeah. And you're going, oh, he's fine. Oh, he just got overexcited. He's not been out in ages and he's got really bad social anxiety. See if you're speaking like that about someone that's done that to you and your friend. You are in an abusive relationship or it's headed that way. 11. Um, does your partner take responsibility for situations? And critical point here, make efforts to amend them. Do his or her actions speak louder than words? What we're looking for here is manipulation. 12. Does your partner regularly go in moods or abandon you, then return to the home or the relationship, making promises that it won't happen again? These are discards. This is ghosting. This is stonewalling. This is more punished behavior. It's hot and cold. Classic narcissist. 13. Does your partner have addictions to any of these? Sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling, shopping, food, all this other stuff, or anything that creates a rush or a distraction? Classic. Narcissists always need distracted from real life. They live in fantasy worlds and often those fantasy worlds are specifically enjoyed or maintained with chemicals and or sex. 14. Do you feel as though this person has different personalities for different situations and that perhaps only you and his or her exes have seen the worst of those personalities over and above the other people? This is classic narcissist. They are puppeteers. They are drama queens, drama kings, stage managers, and they wear what is called in psychology as masks. 15. Do you find yourself doing things sexually and or socially that you haven't done before? Big one. Uh, narcissists like to push boundaries. They, they, they see boundaries as a challenge. They see no as yes. They see maybe as yes. They see uh, soon as right now. They're disordered. They're greedy. They're disrespectful. Uh, they have impulse control issues and risk, uh, risk aversion issues. So they will absolutely push, 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 push for you to do anal. Right. Even if you said you don't want to and you don't like to do it and you end up doing it because you're with someone that is push, 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 nag, 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 nagged and showed no respect for your boundaries or your self-respect. That's a narcissist. 16. Does this person sometimes behave cold, detached and as though you're not of value to them? That's the real narcissist. That's the real person. That's how they really feel about you. You can cry or beg, but they simply refuse to budge until they are ready. That level of pathological controlling behavior and stubbornness is highly narcissistic. 17. Is life a hamster wheel, a pattern of ways in which you are treated good and bad that seems like it's gone on for more than three months? Narcissistically abusive relationships happen over a period of time. They escalate. Okay, you can start out with a love bombing stage, go into early devaluation phase, which, which a lot of these are, then late devaluation phase, which a lot of these are. 
And and they go over, like I say, they go on over a period of time for as long as the victim is prepared to put up with it and cope with all of these other behaviours and put up with all this sort of stuff. And they will stay in favour with the narcissist because they're still providing the narcissist with supply, even if they're cheating as well. 18, big one. Do you find that you're constantly analysing your partner's behaviours and language and trying to make sense of things in an obsessive way? Googling, you know, you're Googling, why does he do this? Why does she do that? Why does she say this? Why does she say that, right? And you're seeking ways to keep your partner happier and calmer for long periods. You're, te you're determined to control the out-of-control abusive relationship. You're determined to take it back to the love bombing stage. Um, you're actually almost malignantly codependent at that point. When somebody starts behaving that way, they are in a toxic stroke abusive relationship. 19, do you find that yourself or other people are targets for inappropriate levels of bile and rage when they dare cross the narcissist, reject them or challenge their ego in some way? Classic. 20, do you watch your narcissist and see them become totally different people often tailored to suit the new partner if they're now an ex and you're looking at them online in each relationship is each person the one or better than the last one is there all this um, you're actually watching them groom the new supply or supplies you're watching them saying this is the one I'll marry this is the one I'll travel the world with I can't wait to start a family with him or her and they've only been shagging each other for two weeks um 21, does your partner still cling to past hurts or shame for being with you? So let's say you made a mistake. Let's say you'd been seeing them for three weeks and you got off with someone else because you didn't know that the relationship was um, supposed to be totally loyal. You didn't realise you thought you had an agreement that you could both see other people. Let's say you snog someone else and the narcissist three years later is still dragging that up, still being foul, still slagging you off about it. And yet they've maybe had a three-month affair. That's a classic narcissist. Um, 22, does your ex seem to stay in contact or make contact out of the blue regularly to gain fuel from you? These are called hooverings, narcissistic hoovering. Random invitations to coffee, to his or her place, or even to have sex. Classic narcissist. They will hoover you to use you. So that's the toxic 22. Just 22 questions. And do you know what? If you answer three, four, five of those, get the fuck out because you are with somebody high on the dark tetrad, narcissists. Or, and, and I would say more than half, it's a narcissistic personality disorder abuse. Have a wee look for the book Dangerous Normal People by L.W. Hawksby. If you buy it, please rate and review it. If you're going to be absolutely foul about it and attack me as a person, not an author or a writer or an expert or a survivor, don't bother your arse and stay the fuck away from Amazon. Have a great day.